I've been teaching a series the last several weeks now called Kingdom Rules. I want to begin once again uh, in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33, well-known verse of Scripture. It reads here, Jesus said, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. What are we supposed to seek? The kingdom of God. He didn't just say seek God. He said seek the kingdom of God. Right? And so because that's what he told us to seek, then the latter is hinging upon whether we seek that. Whether we seek and whether we seek that. And whether we seek that in proper order. Right? Seek and first and kingdom of God. Right? Uh, Passion reads... Uh, So above all, constantly seek God's kingdom and his righteousness. Then all these less important things will be given to you abundantly. I don't know about you, but I I recognize the need for some of those less important things. I value food, clothing, and shelter. (laughs) Vehicles, you know, things that we need. Golf clubs, (laughs) airplanes and stuff. (laughs) All these lesser things, we do want them. But we should recognize what we need most. We need the king's domain, right? We need him to rule through us, in us and through us, right? When he, when he has dominion in our lives, we have dominion in this world. Remember, remember uh, James wrote, uh, submit yourselves therefore unto God, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Right, two components there. I mean, no, we cut, we take our place under God, then Satan takes his place under us. Come on, yeah. If we know our place in His kingdom, it's a high place, but it's still under God. I'm still listening to what He says. Then I can rule and reign in this life. Amen. And uh, the disciples came back to Jesus one day, and they were all happy about this. They said, "Lord, even the demons are subject to us in Your name." Right? Subject to who? To them. To them. Demons were subject to them. That means to them. That means for us, it'd be us. Demons are subject to you in his name. Amen. 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 So we don't have anything to worry about. Say, I've been harassed. I've been troubled. I've been dealing with despair. Well, good news. God has authorized you to kick it all out of your life. (laughs) Absolutely has. Take your place under God and now rule and reign in this life. This This is how the kingdom of God works. Praise God. So uh, there are rules that govern God's kingdom, okay? These are the principles that allow us to thrive in his domain. If you want to take full advantage of all that God uh, has provided for us, then we have to learn the rules that govern the land, all right? The the kingdom is what I'm talking about. And uh, the more we learn, the more freedom we have. The more we think like him, the more we adapt to his ways, the more we can enjoy our lives in the kingdom of God. You remember Jesus, of course, said in John 8, 32, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. free. Are people free at different levels? Certainly. In practicality, uh, we're all experiencing different measures of freedom, right? You could be free, you know, emotionally and bound physically with a disease. You could be free physically from all sickness and disease, but bound in your finances, right? You could be free in both those areas and bound up in some kind of emotional area, right? So what's the answer? 
I need truth. The more truth I have, the more freedom I enjoy and walk in. One way to say this is if you ever find any kind of uh, struggle, or not, maybe struggle is not the best word, but bondage in your life. If you find any kind of bondage in your life, you can be certain that you're believing a lie somewhere. <laughs> right? Yeah. Believe the truth, you'll be free. Believe a lie, you'll be bound up. Amen. Now, you may not recognize it. You say, oh, junk, I don't even know what that is. Well, that's why we read the word. That's why we seek the Lord. That's why we, we constantly... Uh, looking to him for direction, for answers. More revelation comes. You know, when, when the light is on, faith is there. Yes. So that's something you have to work up. Right. Oh, I'm trying real hard. Well, stop, start resting real hard. <laughs> <laughs> meaning trust, meaning re- relying on him, not human effort. Praise God. Well, uh, in, in discussing these kingdom rules, one of the things we should recognize is that many things in God's kingdom are opposite of uh, the, the earthly way, of the fleshly way. They're, they're exactly opposite. Kind of what you, what you think is your first reaction, your natural tendency, your human earthly tendency. Do the opposite of that, and then you'll be thinking like God. Okay, I'll explain some of this as we go, but you, you might recall, some of you are familiar with Romans chapter 12 and verse 2, which reads, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Notice our transformation comes not through salvation, but through changing of thinking. How many know you can be saved? You're on your way to heaven. You have that spiritual uh, change, but your, your practical outworking of your salvation comes through your, your thinking, comes through your mind. We have to have the right mentality in order to enjoy the benefits of God's, God's kingdom. Okay, so why do we... Uh, need to have our minds renewed. Why is that necessary? Well, I've already accepted Jesus. Why do I need my mind renewed? Obviously, the, the, the answer would be you potentially still have a bunch of thinking that is opposite of God. You still have other kingdom mentality. Salvation is instant, but our enjoying the kingdom and our thinking like God is a process, Right? And, and so we've got to stay in this process all of our days and keep our, our, our thinking straight and, and we must uh, have some change in this. For example, if you were to, if you've lived in our country, you know, all your life and you were to move to another country, say uh, England, uh, and you, you move to England, how many know you're going to have to adapt to some of their ways learn some of their laws in order to get around. One of the things you're going to have to learn pretty quick is which side of the road to drive on. Right? We drive on the right side, they drive on the wrong side. Right? Yeah. But it, <laughs> according to us, and God. <laughs> no, but, but, but seriously, if you don't learn that, how many know... Squish, <laughs> bam! You're gonna you're gonna have some some uh, tribulation <laughs> in your life uh, when you're on the wrong side of the road, and you know one everyone's gonna yell at you. Worst case scenario, you, you get in a head-on collision. <laughs> uh, but you have to learn some things about that land in order to enjoy the benefits that they provide. Okay, if that's true in earthly countries, 
how much more is that true in the kingdom of God? We come out of the kingdom of darkness and into the kingdom of the son of his love, and now I need to learn which side of the road to drive on. Okay, up here now, where do we drive? How do we function? How do we think? What rules govern this land? Amen. Now, if you would, uh, turn with me to another place today. Uh, Isaiah chapter 55. Isaiah 55. If you're new around here and you don't, not used to turning, turning to look at scriptures in the Bible, uh, I recommend you get one. You could do a physical Bible or a digital Bible, whatever works best for you, but learn to navigate a little bit. It'll help you. If you're going to be a Christian like long term, <laughs> you want to navigate God's word. I understand if you don't know who Isaiah is, but if a year from now you still don't know, you might want to find out who's Isaiah. Uh, in Isaiah, the uh, 55th chapter, um, it's written in verse 8, 55 and verse 8. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are my ways your ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. So, so, so we see uh, re- mentioned repeatedly here, ways and thoughts, ways and thoughts. God's ways, God's thoughts. Your ways, your thoughts. It's how it's, how it's written here. Now, this, this language of God's thoughts and ways being higher is not supposed to be a permanent condition. <laughs> this is not supposed to be something that Christians quote about themselves perpetually. Yet you hear some who've been, you know, saved for quite some time, 20 years in, they're saying, well, his ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. Would you quit? Would you quit distancing yourself from your king? Would you quit opposing his ways and his thoughts? Would you quit viewing yourself as as an outsider? Say, well, that's what the word (laughs) said. Well, Look at this. Go back to one verse. Verse 7. Verse 7 is before verse 8. You know that? So it's context. It reads, let the wicked forsake his way. There's that word way again. And the righteous man his thoughts. So the discussion of thoughts and ways didn't begin in verse 8. Let him return to the Lord. So this person's away from God. And he will have mercy on on him. And and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. What is this passage telling us? The wicked and the unrighteous, their ways and their thoughts are different than God. Now, if you've received the Lord Jesus, are, are, are you supposed to continually... Think of yourself as wicked and unrighteous? Or should you come on over and be in Christ where we are called the righteousness of God in Christ? Right? 
Once you get saved, are your sins really washed away or are they just figurative? Are we a bunch of wicked, evil people or have we really been forgiven, really been washed and cleansed and made to be just like him? If the latter is true, I certainly shouldn't go throughout, throughout my life saying, well, his ways are higher than my ways. His thoughts are higher than my, my thoughts. If I, <laughs> everybody with me today? If you find yourself doing that, I mean, you could even do this under your breath right now and just kind of repent without telling anyone. <laughs> Why? Because every time I say his thoughts are higher than my thoughts and his ways are higher than my ways, I'm calling myself wicked and unrighteous. So it, it's, it's wicked and, and unrighteous for me to think wrong. For me to think differently than God. And one of our goals should be, uh, more I walk with him, more I want to think like him, more I want to act like him. I'm following him. I call myself a Christian, not a sinnerian. Christian, there's no sin in Christ. There's no darkness in Christ. If I call myself a Christian, then I ought to, Think like Christ, act like Christ. Amen, amen. amen. Everybody still happy? Yes. All right. So, so this is the way we're supposed to, that's why I'm saying in the kingdom of God, so many things are opposites. What's opposite? The whole way we think. The way we live. The way we conduct ourselves is opposite from the way we used to be. We've taken on a whole new manner of thinking, a whole new manner of living. And now we, we, we identify with him. You know, one of the, one of the uh, objections to mass immigration in any country is that if you get too many people from foreign lands all at once, they don't uh, adapt to the culture. And then the, then the whole country changes. You've heard that objection? You know, too much, to, they bring their own and then they, they change the whole place. Well, you don't want to come into the kingdom of God and, and, and well, we're we all bringing in our own ways. No, the goal is to assimilate. The goal is to adapt to this kingdom, the kingdom of light. You know, in some new countries, in some countries you go, uh, you have to learn a new language if you're going to stay there. Even English-speaking countries, you have to learn some new language because they say some things a little bit different, right? But if you go to most countries, you have to, if you're going to stay there, you're going to have to learn their language. Is that true about uh, the kingdom of God? In a very real way, we have to learn a new language as well. I don't mean we, we have to learn a new earthly language, but we learn that being a, a believer, being a Christian involves our mouth. There's some things we used to say. We, we don't say those anymore. They're wicked and unrighteous. They're contrary to God. And we learn how to speak intentionally. You know, uh, uh, Colossians 2.6 reads, As you therefore have received Christ." Uh, Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. Well, well, how did you receive Christ Jesus the Lord? Well, by faith you did. You believed in your heart and confessed with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. He said, the same way you did, you did that, now walk that out. Yes. That means I continually walk with him by doing what? Believing in my heart what he says and saying what he says out of my mouth. Amen. It's that life of faith that, that, that enables us to live in this kingdom. That's what gets you on the right side of the, the, right side of the road. That's what gets you speaking the new language. Uh, how did you speak before? What, what, was, what is the language of the lost? You know, and some say, well, yeah, that's like cussing and stuff. Well, that, that's that part of it. If you cuss, you should stop. It's filthy conduct and, you know, 
corrupt language. You should, you, that, that's part of it. But that's not the only part. It's not just when you get saved, you stop saying four-letter words. Right? There, there's much more to this. The new language that we learn is a language of faith as opposed to fear. Do you speak afraid? Do you find words escaping your lips that are, that are fear-motivated? Whether it's literal, you know, well, I'm just afraid that. And you, you just throw that language in. Well, that would, that's like a cuss word in heaven. Yeah. Well, I'm just afraid. No. Remember all, you, every time you read the, the scriptures and, and angels would appear, what was their words when people would go, <gasps> they say, chill, man. <laughs> Fear not, right? Fear not, 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 not a part of this kingdom, right? And so, uh, you know, sometimes even the language of sarcasm. That's not the language in the kingdom. God is never sarcastic. When something goes south, he never says, oh, great. That's just great. The angels look at me. Why? Well, because words create the universe. Words do everything in God's kingdom. It, I mean, the words, are, they matter so much. And yet, too often, we're sloppy. We speak like the world does. We speak like we used to. We have the language of the lost instead of the language of the saved. In the kingdom of God, we start saying, no, my words need to be exact. They need to be precise. If I don't want it, I shouldn't say it. If I don't mean it, I shouldn't say it. Right? Like you've heard me talk about in the past in a previous series we did just not too long ago, how, how I'm not a big fan of, of, of people saying, oh, my God. Why? Because I don't want to treat unholy the name of God yeah. or even the, the word God. Yeah. I don't want to, if I'm not talking to him or about him, no, I'm not saying God yeah. as an exclamation. That's the language of the lost. Yeah. Right. It's one of those things we learn, we change, and we start speaking about certain things with, with, with utmost respect. We don't let dishonorable words come out of our mouths. Uh, amen but saying the opposite of what we really mean. Even if we're joking, not a good idea because that's not kingdom language. We're bringing our culture into his kingdom instead of assimilating and say, do the angels talk this way? Does God himself talk this way? Hallelujah. <laughs> but what guides our words is our, our feelings. Is it negativism? Or, how many know a negative person, they haven't adapted to the, to the ways of the kingdom. Complaining. Hallelujah. <laughs> Other things like that. Uh, you know, a, a, a friend of ours had an experience uh, several months ago where he had some health problems and uh, was in the hospital. And while he was there, he, he told me he died a few times and went to heaven and back a few times. The hospital didn't even know it because they, they forgot about him. <laughs> literally left him on the floor in the bathroom for six hours. <laughs> and he died and stuff and was coming back and forth. <laughs> anyway, he, he, he told me, it's powerful, but he told me one of the things, he said he was going to the throne, the throne of God. And, uh, and he, was at, he was talking to the Father and asking him because he was, uh, didn't know why he was there. And he, he basically asked him, he, he said, did I do something wrong 
you know, he's asking, why am I here right now? He knew his life wasn't supposed to be, was supposed to be done yet. He's not finished here. He wasn't like 100 years old. And uh, he wasn't supposed to be. He said, did I do something wrong that I'm here? And he said, the father said, spoke to him and said, we don't speak that way here. The father wasn't, we're not entertaining what you did wrong. I thought, wow. There's no discussion of sin. No discussion, because you're, there are so many things in God's kingdom that are opposite of the kingdoms of this world. And we, the more we learn, the more we adapt. Think about some of these examples. If you want to receive in the kingdom of God, it is preceded by giving. Remember Luke 6.38, give and it will be given to you. Give so, so, so giving precedes and allows receiving to happen. See, if we think naturally, that doesn't make sense. In the kingdom, it makes perfect sense. That's, in the kingdom of God, that's two plus two equals four. In the kingdom, you would think, well, duh, of course. Someone said, I got a big bill coming up or I got some things planned. I need some more money. In the natural world, they would say, save, save, save. In the kingdom, they would say, oh, that's no problem at all. You should give. You have too much money right now. <laughs> you should give some of it so you'll be okay in the future. In, in, the, in, the, in the kingdom of God, we find out that if you want to go higher, the pathway is to go lower. What? I want to go up. No, I want to go up. You need to go down. No, 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 you didn't hear me. I want to go up. You need to go down. That's 1 Peter 5, 6. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. I've got to humble myself and then be exalted. In the kingdom of God, Jesus said this in Mark eleven twenty five. 25. When you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him that your Father in heaven may also forgive your trespasses. So the way we think is, huh, you did me wrong. You need to pay. You've got to get what's coming to you. I'm standing in faith for sowing and reaping to work in your life. <laughs> you did me wrong and it's coming back to you. What does the, the Lord say? No, forgive them first. Forgive them first. In the, in the kingdom of God, we're supposed to love people who, who harm us. Isn't that wrong? No, that's not wrong. That's totally right. This is driving on the proper side of the road. People do me bad. I'm supposed to love them in practical ways. Jesus said in, in Matthew 5, but I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. It's easy to memorize that verse. So yeah, I like that verse. Do you do that verse? That's the way of the kingdom. In the kingdom of God, this is how we thrive. People do us wrong, and we pull out our wallet to bless them or, or some other way to bless them. We're praying for them. Not praying, Lord, get them. <laughs> no, we're, playing, we're praying, Lord, make their family strong. Make their body whole. Lord, bless them financially. Lord, give them opportunities. Show favor in their life. As a result of them talking behind your back. As a result of them doing you harm in some way. We're sincerely from our heart praying for them. Watch, if you'll do that, 
you're functioning within the laws of the kingdom of God. Those are the rules that, that make life enjoyable. Everybody okay? In this kingdom, we, we're supposed to praise even when it hurts. When you feel like complaining, griping, moaning, that's when we lift our voice and say, Hallelujah, the Lord is good to me. Yeah, 1 Thessalonians 5.18 reads, In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. What do we do in the everything, even in negative situations? Yeah, and we're not giving thanks for the negative situations because they're not from God. Yeah? If you do, if, so, if someone comes up to you and say, I just want to thank you for dinging the door on my car. I just appreciate that. Now, if you, if you didn't do that, what would you say? You'd say, I didn't do that. Don't thank me. Thank that guy. Well, of course, you wouldn't really thank him for doing a negative thing. But the Lord is saying in everything, in every situation. I mean, no, there's always a promise that covers. There's always, a, there's always the goodness of God available to you. So if it's really going bad, well, what's the natural tendency? Earthly kingdom, gripe, moan, get sad, depressed, pull the blinds, turn on the TV, and get out the chocolate cake, right? <laughs> Life's been really hard. In the kingdom of God, what should we do? Well, we should override our feelings, override every temptation, and say, Lord, you are good to me all the time. Hallelujah. This situation, this is going to change because you are good to me. You are working. You're providing. You're making a way where there seems to be no way. Glory to God. I believe your word is true in my life. Come on. And do it with a smile and do it with, a, with an expectation of greater things to come. This is how the kingdom works. So I don't ever do that. You are vi- you're driving on the wrong side of the road, buddy. That's why you're getting squished. In the kingdom of God, we're supposed to believe we, we have things before we see them. Amen. In, the, in, the, in the natural world, you don't believe you have it until you feel it. People, uh, they don't believe they're healed until they feel healed. We heard a testimony earlier about the baby and the eyes and the pus or whatever that was coming out of the eyes. And, uh, and, and the, 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 person, the person, the mother, father, whoever wrote the testimony said, uh, we just believe that they were, they were healed even though we could still see the, the stuff coming out of their eyes. And two days later, the stuff stopped coming out of the yeah. eyes. Why? That's how the kingdom works. You praise, you thank the Lord that it's finished, that it's done before you see anything. And if we're waiting to see something before we get happy about it, well, that's, that's the other point. But before we believe that we have it, then we're operating opposite. Mark eleven twenty four. Jesus said, Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. You will have them and then you'll believe that you receive? No, believe you have them first. Amen. Believe you receive them first. Believe that you've got it. Then the eyes stop pussing. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. These are just examples of the, of, of the way the, the things in the kingdom work. It's like the guy we know who, 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 had, who was paralyzed. He had uh, something messed up and something happened to him. And he, got, he became paralyzed from the waist down. And while he's in the hospital and they're telling him, you're never going to walk again. You will be paralyzed the rest of your life. He instructed them. He said, could somebody go to my house and get my boots? How many know that's illogical in, the, in this world? Why would you need boots? You can't walk. You're never, you're not going anywhere. He said, because I'm going to walk out of here. 
that is totally defying all the medical knowledge that they had. But what happened is a short time later, he walked out. Amen. It's like the woman I know who couldn't get pregnant. And she, uh, her and her husband believe in for, for, for a baby. And it had been a long time. And in the process of, of the doctor saying no and there's no physical evidence of this, they prepared the nursery yes. in their home. Got the baby's room already. Got the crib and got the decorations and got the things necessary for the baby. Hopefully they got the right gender. <laughs> I don't remember that part of the story. I just know we did it wrong once. Because <laughs> we believed the report. <laughs> anyway, uh, but they, they did that. And you know what happened is later, you know the end of the story, otherwise I wouldn't tell the story. <laughs> is they had a baby. They defied the rules that governed this earth. And they said, I'm in a new kingdom. This is the, these are the rules that govern the kingdom of God is we believe things are gonna happen with no physical evidence of it, but we have God's word and God's promise. Therefore, we're gonna act differently. I remember the time a number of years ago, I was, uh, I was at the gym and I was doing that cable thing where you, you, know, you push down like this. Is there a name for that? Tricep ex extensions, right. And, uh, and so I'm doing this, and I'm, or it's got that little V thing. I'm pushing down like this, making my triceps just huge. <laughs> yeah. But I don't want to brag. So, <laughs> uh, anyway, while I was doing that, I felt something in my shoulder, like pop or move or something, or like. I felt something. It wasn't good, and it wasn't like all of a sudden, extreme pain, but something moved. I thought, oh, what was that? Anyway, what happened after that is I would go back to the gym and I'd like get on the, the bench press, you know, <laughs> and, uh, and I could hardly lift the bar. I'm like, oh, I could hardly lift the bar up. It was something that was really, really hurting. And, uh, and, and so what, what, I, what I would do is I thought, well, you know, obviously I believe in the Lord and this is healing power and I believe in the word of God. And so I, speak, I would speak to my shoulder, command it to be healed, command it to be made whole and everything to go back into full functioning order and working order. And, uh, and, what I, and I, I didn't experience an immediate or physical change that I could perceive. So I just stood my ground and stood on the word and I would continue uh, going as my habit was because healed people do what healed people do. In my case, that was my habit, was going, uh, going to lift weights. And so I would just, con I just continued in my habit. So did it hurt? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I would, I would say on, in the car, on the way, I, said, thank I would say, you know, thank you, Lord, you are almighty God. All things are possible with you. I thank you that you love me. And I also thank you that... Jesus died for me on the cross, and by his stripes, I was healed. Because of those three things, everything's going to be fine. I'm going to go and work out, and everything's going to be fine. And what, say, what happened? Uh, it just, within a short period of time, I don't mean a matter of hours, but longer than that, maybe a couple, couple weeks, but I would go, and it just got, and all of a sudden, I can lift again. Why? Because I acted like God was more powerful than that. I, I took into the gym a kingdom mentality. And that's what I'm talking about. There are many things in the kingdom of God that are opposite of the kingdom of this world. And if we, you can be a Christian, I almost don't want to use that word, but you can be saved, you're going to heaven, and, and, act like not, and not act like a Christian. What do you mean? Act just like the world would act. Everything that hits you, you do exactly what they did, do. 
when I say, when you mean, what do you mean they? I mean you, the way you used to be. Me, the way I used to be, before coming to Christ. There were natural reactions, natural responses to bad things that would take place, evil reports or physical problems, and we would just act naturally like everyone else in the world does. But once you get saved, you start asking questions. How am I supposed to respond to this? This happened to me now. These people said this, or my body is yelling this at me. What is, my, what is the kingdom response? What are God's thoughts? What are God's ways? How am I supposed to respond to this? We ask those questions, so we are adapting to kingdom mentality. We have higher thoughts. Amen. Praise God. These are his ways. The language of, I, well, I can't do that. I can't go there. I can't lift that. I can't eat that. I can't do this. I can't is not kingdom language. That's right. yeah. All right. Come on. That might be a cuss word in God's kingdom. <laughs> see, see, God's word overrides my circumstances. Jesus lived this more than anyone else. He lived with this mentality. He would... Uh, you know, he needed tax money. So what would he say? Go fishing. Yeah. What? Why would, you, why would you go fishing? Well, the, the money's going to be in the fish's mouth. Yeah. How weird is that? <laughs> yeah, like totally weird, except for it worked. <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> if you miss the boat. If you're not on the boat, you need to be on the other side. Well, he just walked on top of the water. I'm telling you, Jesus lived this. You need food for a multitude. What do we have? A boy's lunch. Well, sit everyone down in groups. Wait a minute, why would you do that? Do it. Sit them down in groups and get ready for the buffet. Then he lifted his hands and gave thanks. Lifted his voice, give thanks for what you have. I mean, no, you give thanks for what you have, and that's an invitation for God to multiply it. And all of a sudden, he's feeding the 5,000. Praise God. Jesus lived with a kingdom mentality. Don't separate Jesus from you, by the way, because Jesus was operating as a man anointed by the Spirit, just like I am operating as a human being anointed by the Spirit of God. It's the same. He taught us to do what he did. So there is a spiritual mind. It's a kingdom mentality that we must have. Romans 8, 5 reads, For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. What's the spiritual mentality? What's the spiritual response to my situation? Not the natural response. What's the spiritual response? What are God's ways? What are his thoughts? Ephesians 4.23, it says, And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. This is an all things possible mentality. This is, no matter what has happened, no matter what comes my way, whatever comes against me, I'm going to intentionally say, I'm in a kingdom where God is the king. He is all powerful. He provides everything. He is my peace, my joy, my victory. He is my life. What's my proper response to this? How should I think? How should I act? Because in in this kingdom, my ways are supposed to be the same as as his ways. My thoughts are supposed to be the same as his thoughts. And if we ever find find ourselves off with it, off track with it a little bit, just come right in. 
Come right in. That's why we study the word continually. We say, oh, I've been thinking wrong about that. That's an evil thought. That's a wicked way. I'm going to call it what it is and say, oh, I'm going to adjust to God's thinking, his thoughts, his ways. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. This is Kingdom Rules. We'll come back and pick up there next time. Father, thank you for working in us today. Oh, you're so good to us. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your kindness and your favor towards all. Lord, we give you all the praise and glory for working in us. Mighty in our midst today. Thank you for the divine presence of the living God working in us, affecting us in ways that change how we act, that change how we think, that change our decision-making. Oh, Lord, we give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise.